I'm Mark Pender for Econoday with Mark Rogers, Senior Economist for Econoday. Mark, stocks rebounded last week and it was almost entirely due to quantitative easing from the European Central Bank. How big of an announcement is this? Well, it certainly was a big announcement last week. Uh, still remains to be seen how much impact there's going to be from uh, quantitative easing in the uh, Eurozone. Um, the amount of quantitative easing was uh, significant, significantly more than some had expected. Some had expected uh, 500 to 600 billion euros uh, for the full program, but it turned out to be 1 trillion euros, uh, basically 60 billion euros a month. So equities gained just after the announcement. Uh, there are a lot of things going on with the quantitative easing. It's going to lower interest costs for uh, persons and businesses uh, in Europe, uh, but uh, we, we're also having to wonder about the impact on uh, well, we do know the impact on exchange rates. The euro fell very sharply, and that's a, a negative for U.S. manufacturers, but it could be offset at least in part by stronger demand for U.S. products from Europe, and uh, it lowers inflation pressures. So that's going to be a bonus for the Fed keeping monetary policy loose. Uh, uh, there are actually a lot of complex interactions going on from the quantitative easing announced and uh, we'll have to see how it plays out with each piece. Well, you mentioned the dollar effect, but I think we're going to talk about um, the FOMC policy a little bit later, but just to, to uh, turn back to uh, the EC policy, do you think it will be a success? Do you think it will, it will ultimately uh, uh, pull the European economy up? My best guess is that it's going to have a mild positive effect. I suspect it will not have as relatively strong effect as quantitative easing in the U.S. had. Uh, basically in the U.S. there was a notable impact in housing. Housing's not as a big, relatively big sector in Europe as in the U.S. Uh, certainly it's going to lower costs for businesses and there'll be some impact from that. Uh, the biggest impact and uh, I don't know, know that anyone with the ECB has actually said it, but the biggest impact is probably going to come from uh, the drop in the euro. That's going to boost exports for Europe. Well, we also had, talking about housing, we also had quite a lot of housing data last week. We Positive were home prices from the FHFA. Existing home sales popped up. Housing starts were up. but. Building, but housing permits were down. How do you assess the whole thing? Uh, 
The news from the housing sector was good last week. Uh, the important point is the numbers have just been oscillating. So it could, you know, some of the indicators were weak the previous month and rebounded with the latest news. Uh, housing starts rebounded, notably up 4.4% after dropping 4.5 in November. And that's the perfect example of what's going on in housing. We're seeing it down one month and up one month. So the trajectory is still relatively flat. <coughs> but uh, probably the best news as an indicator of uh, housing came from FHFA home prices. Uh, we got another gain. Uh, it, that indicator has not been oscillating as much. It's not been gangbusters. But we did see a 0.8% boost in November after 0.4 the month before. So that suggests that there is slowly building demand. Uh, we, uh, another issue is we're in uh, the months where the seasonal factors are relatively strong. That'll continue uh, at least through February for the data. So it's hard to tell during these months how much real strength there is. Well, you were talking, we were talking earlier about uh, the movements in the euro. Very very strong movements in that case now we're also uh, oil it is now we have two major prices uh, going down uh, what was the latest in oil we had another drop last week uh, over four and a half dollars per barrel for West Texas intermediate uh, the price is down to the lowest in almost six years this is a big plus for the consumer sector. It's increasing discretionary income. It's increasing consumer confidence. And it's not great news for the energy sector, but for the rest of the economy, it's lowering costs. So overall, it's clearly a positive. Well, we have a Fed policy meeting uh, this week that is beginning its a meeting. Um, uh, it's a two-day meeting, and I wonder if the snow is going to affect it. We're taping mid midday Monday while the snow is beginning, and it is heavy. What are you expecting at the Fed policy meeting? Well, Fed officials have clearly telegraphed that uh, they're not going to start raising rates, policy rates, uh, until after the March FOMC meeting. Uh, of course, it's still data-dependent. But uh, it looks like they're going to stick with that plan. They, they like being predict predictable. So I'm going to be looking for changes in guidance on future unwinding and rate timing. Uh, so right now, it's really an issue of uh, changes in wording on guidance plus how the economy is characterized. Uh, we, we want to see at least moderate growth as the characterization. Um, 
there should not be any huge surprises. We might get some technical information about uh, the process of unwinding in future months. Now let's also turn back to the strong dollar. We were talking about that earlier. And how do you think the strong the gain underway in the dollar right now, it's which in due in part to the flight from euro, will uh, affect policy? Is it a deflationary factor that they're concerned about? Uh, it's going to make the Fed think more about inflation being lower than they expected before the ECB uh, announcement about quantitative easing. So it's certainly going to give the Fed more latitude for continued ease and perhaps pushing back that first rate hike uh, into late this year instead of middle of this year. Well, that would be quite a significant outcome if we if we get that this week. Uh, for expectations now come for expectations. At the end of this week, we get the uh, first look. Well, let me let me jump in. We <laughs> we may hear more about timing on uh, the first rate hike from Fed speak. Uh, we'll get an update on uh, Fed forecasts, which include policy timing with the, the March FOMC meeting. So uh, with the March meeting, we'll be looking for any shifts in, uh, the, in the dots for policy timing. Wow, so you see the chance of a very uh, pinpoint, uh, expectations will pinpoint a, a, a meeting? Right now it's about the middle of the year, right? Right now, market expectations are for mid-year. Uh, Fed officials keep at emphasizing that it's data dependent, and part of that are the inflation numbers, which uh, forecasts have likely been lowered because of uh, the stronger dollar. Now, at the end of this week, we get the first look of Friday, we get the first look at fourth quarter GDP. What are you looking for, and will it have an effect on, on the policy deliberations ongoing here? Well, it, it's always about expectations. And right now, uh, analysts are expecting uh, roughly a 3.2% uh, annualized rate for real GDP. This is a little bit slower than uh, what we had in the uh, third quarter, which came in at 5%. Uh, we also had a, a strong figure for the second quarter coming off the harsh weather-related decline of 2.1% in the first quarter. So for the second and third quarters, we saw a rebound of recovery from the harsh winter. Uh, with production being cut. And uh, it should not be a surprise or disconcerting to, to have a, a little more moderate growth rate for the fourth quarter. And uh, that's basically what analysts are expecting. And uh, the Fed will react to the actual number, uh, they'll be focusing more on the monthly figures, but uh, that'll create the context for the more recent monthly data. Well, thank you very much as always, Mark Rogers of Econody. I'm Mark Penn for Econody.